Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece book club podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and my Nakama joining me this week are Laura. Hey, howdy, hey. Jason. Yahar! Justin. Hello. Melissa. Yoho. Dave. Shiver me timber. And Theo. Yar! There we go. Welcome back, everyone. You're happy to be back here, Yay. Captain Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow your orders no matter the cost. <laughs> I mean, that is how we got here, pretty much, so I'm, I'm down with it. Uh, every two weeks on this show, we are reading and discussing one volume of the famously ongoing manga One Piece. This week, we're going to be covering volume five, which is titled For Whom the Bell Tolls. Okay. Ah. Oh, I, I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Mm. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, but before we get started, we have a, a couple uh, news items to go over. We have received an electronic missive. Oh, my God. Gasp. Oh, yes. That I would like to read to you all. Got Wi-Fi on this ship. Carried by electronic <laughs> messenger pigeon? Indeed. <laughs> you, you stole my joke, but you executed it better than I was going to. <laughs> we have not met them yet, but I do want to spoil a quote-unquote character in One Piece, which are the birds that carry newspapers to everybody. Yeah, I see. Uh, They are called News Coos, and I love that name. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. That's a a, a criminal act. I can't wait till we see them. Mm -hmm. I want to meet them. I would like to see them right now, please. (laughs) The News Coos. I bet you would. I want to pet one and give it a snack. Is there an eventual, like, uh, movie starring... The, the guy who played Batman in the Heath Ledger one. What's Christian what's his Bale. name? Chris, Christian Bale. That guy. It's called Koozies. That was what I was uh, going for. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyhow, this email comes to us from Hippo. Uh, and they write, Hello to everyone. Hippo here. I had been searching for a One Piece podcast for a while. There are a couple that are good, but when I found yours, I really loved it immediately. I'm loving the energy and the enthusiasm that you guys are having. Also, such a large group podcast is kind of a rarity, at least in my experience. Hope you all enjoy the wonderful adventure that is One Piece. P.S. Didn't know where to include this, but I have an inkling about where Richie the Lion's name comes from. It's probably a reference to Lionel Richie. Oh, Jeez. goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to be confirmed anywhere, but that's my guess. That would make sense. I mean, that yeah. makes perfect sense to me. Thank you, Hippo. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, Hippo. Thank you, Hippo. And thank you thank for you. enjoying the show. Oh, yeah. Glad there's someone who thinks the large <laughs> cast size is a good idea. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't supposed to be flip. Like, oh, it's good, right. to, hear, it's good to hear No, it is. about that. It's great year. to hear that feedback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've done a little bit of a head reading, and apparently One Piece is going to is gonna be a, uh, a text where the large cast is a very good idea. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> Uh, our next order of business is I have a question for you all before we get started, as I so often do, mm-hmm. uh, that may or may not be relevant to the reading. I don't know what your agenda is with all these I'm just trying to advertise to you more uh, directly. Mm-hmm. So my question this week is, what is the strangest restaurant you've ever been to, or what is the strangest restaurant-going experience you've ever had? Hmm. 
the weirdest restaurant, but I can think of the weirdest restaurant experience. Mm-hmm. And I, like, completely brought it on myself. But, like, <laughs> this is why it's so fun. I actually have two. Um, but the one that I brought upon myself was, uh, about four years ago I moved out. Yeah, actually, it's, like, four years ago today, actually. And I... I was gonna try to be healthy, so I promised my spouse that I would try the paleo diet. And, uh... Uh, by day three or four, I could tell this was not going to work. It's like, this is definitely not, like, making me feel good at all. Like, I'm extremely depressed. Wow. Um, so, like, one night he was working really late, and I took his car, and I went to this restaurant that was, like, not that far away from where we lived at the time. And I had a really good time, uh, and I continued to do that uh, without him knowing. I would, I would take his car at night and go to the restaurant and, like, the weird part the weird part is that months later we go there for what he thinks is the first time oh, no. <laughs> and one of the waitresses is like oh you again like talking to me it's like oh, i've never been here and i must have just terrified her <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i felt like such an asshole oh, <laughs> and, then, and then months later i finally confessed and he was like oh you're driving by yourself i'm really proud of you <laughs> like, oh. Oh, that, that, what a wholesome ending. See, I was thinking y- you were gonna, like, come in each time with, like, a little disguise, like a jaunty hat. <laughs> I should have done, yeah, done that. An eye patch. Yeah. No mustache. But no, that was, that was the strangest. Another one, this one's, like, it's that right around the same time, actually. It's, like, four or five years ago, and, like, my sister was visiting. I still live with my parents at the time. And my dad was taking the two of us out at this diner that we used to go to, like, when we were younger. And, uh, something was just not clicking with my dad that day, because my sister ordered from, like, the, the little display in the front, you know? A little dessert. Mm-hmm. And he kept thinking that his food was, like, like they forgot about his meal. It's like, Dad, no, he ordered from the front. <laughs> had to repeat this, like, five times. <laughs> and then finally we get our food, and I ordered, like, a really, really nice strawberry milkshake. It was delicious. And then my dad was still waiting for his meal. I got got, but it was, like, a lot more work. So he kept taking my straw. He was drunk, by the way, but this doesn't matter. <laughs> he just kept taking my straw and <laughs> picking up the pieces of strawberry chunks in it and painting his glasses with it. <laughs> and I'm just like, Dad, can you please stop? I, I feel like trouble. there's, not there's things we don't know about your dad that may be relevant <laughs> to this story. Oh, this is a magical ride. Um, but anyway... There's a couple behind us that came in angry, and they just happened to be, like, placed behind us. And my dad had no idea he was making their night so much worse, and I wanted to die <laughs> oh, so bad. No. But now it's, like, the funniest thing in the world to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, there's a uh, restaurant in Dallas, where I'm originally from. Uh, there's one in Dallas, there's one in San Antonio, called Magic Time Machine. Ooh. And uh, I think... There's got to be restaurants like this in other places, but it's one of those restaurants where everyone dresses up in a costume, mm-hmm. um, but it is it is not, you know, like, sponsored, sanctioned, so it's literally, like, self-made or, like, Halloween costumes. <laughs> oh, so, like, on. that's not Jack Sparrow, that's Pirate Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, very, like, good you know disney characters and and all that kind of stuff and it's 
a wild interior where like every table is in a different setting so to speak Um, that sounds complicated this sounds magical (laughs) yeah it's a cool place to go to as a kid I don't recall that the food was particularly great although it has been literally decades since I've been there well you know you have a certain number of points at character creation like I don't, know, I don't know if you can have all that and uh, also have some food when you're when you're um, building your restaurant. I I opened their their menu just to to see. Um, they do have a on their starters. They do have one uh, for the table to share called the Roman Orgy. That's just, that's um, a name. Okay, this is a kid friendly establishment. <laughs> is it? Uh, um, I promise. That's <laughs> what it says on the just, tin. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a, if you're, if you're interested, it's a conglomerate roast feast with huge portions of fork tender brisket, herb smoked chicken, fresh fruits, and other fare in parentheses limited. Conglomerate roast feast. Yeah. So yeah, so that's probably the strangest, maybe most unique restaurant I've ever been to. Um, and it's, it's like, like going to a Ren Fair, but inside... And just for food. What is a Ren Fair if not Fair. if not a, a, a track for me to walk around while I slowly nibble on my massive smoked turkey leg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the the salad bar is in a uh, shiny red 1952 MGTD Roadster that has been modified to serve as a soup and salad bar. Jesus, did they just steal King Kai's car and convert it into? <laughs> see uh well the weirdest story is no no uh, weirdest yeah thing that's happened is no no question though in this case it was like i'm not the person involved for whom it was weird but i I think it still counts this is when i was very 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 little uh and we we frequently went to a place called casey jones which was like basically built a building like built onto the side of several antique rail cars um, and so, like, Ooh. an entire wall of the place was was antique rail car interiors, which is very, very cool. But, you know, they had up on the board uh, in the middle of the room, which was right over the table we were sitting at, you know, early bird special. Um, and I was a very small child, and as many small children do, uh, I was in a big <laughs> dinosaur phase. Um, <laughs> I was yeah. had that too! So uh, I looked up at the board, and I asked uh, my mom what's the what's the early bird special uh, and she said what do you think it is and i thought about it very sincerely and then said archaeopteryx <laughs> like it's the, 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 the early first, bird the earliest bird oh my god yeah. that's a great answer yeah. that's a that's a beautiful origin story for you right <laughs> yep and then the weirdest place is like ostensibly there's nothing weird about it it's just an incredible hot dog place down on the jersey shore but the walls are just papered in like i think what what makes this is that it's impossible to tell if it's ironic or not like they just have the walls just papered with like ads for their own food and all of them imply that or, or state that this food is like way fancier than it is like oh man you know try these uh, greens, they're direct from Acapulco, <laughs> or yeah, or these, what have these you. Corn dogs a la king, right? Exactly, and it's just the, like all the like ridiculous, you know, 
tavern joint food or grill food or whatever they sell is like gourmet. Uh, and it's, it's, I, I, I will never know if, if, if it's supposed to be funny or not. And that makes it beautiful. <laughs> I don't know if I have a strange restaurant, but I do have a strange experience in a normal restaurant, uh, which, or, well, restaurant is a strong word. Um, <laughs> it, it, in college, I was in the college uh, jazz band, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. every weekend we would play at this local bar. I forget the name of it, but it had a shark on the sign. So I think maybe the name was Sharks. Sure. But every week, the owner, they, they served some food, like bar food, like fries or whatever, but the owner was so happy to have these goofy college jazz band people that he would cook us, like, Fancy dinners, like each week it would get fancier and fancier. Like one week it was steak and mushrooms. Um, it culminated in each member of the jazz band receiving an entire Cornish hen. <laughs> oh my oh god. My. <laughs> to do what with? <laughs> to eat. <laughs> I have That's... more questions, but <laughs> I don't know that getting the answers to any of them would like really clarify things at all. <laughs> Oh my god, it's amazing. It was, it was a strange experience that I remember very little of due to sleep deprivation. <laughs> I can't think of like any like weird or wacky restaurants that I've been in. I guess unless you were to count like Buca de Beppo. It's a good name for for a very good restaurant. It is um, really good. In the in the olden times. Um, not just in the pre-quarantine times, but like when I was in college, uh, me and my friend group was very obsessed with going to Buca, and um, it, it is an Italian ristorante, a chain of them anyway. And they're always like sub, they're always subterranean. They're always like in like a little <laughs> basement with some stone steps to no, get down. No, you're right. They that. really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No windows. Can't see out. And wall to wall, it is plastered with, like, Italiana, like, memorabilia, like, tons and tons of pictures of, like, Frank Sinatra and, like, like Italian sceneries and goofy, quirky, picturesque stuff like that. And you could, uh, you always got all, very big portions, it was family style, you, so, the large feeds, like, five people, so get ready for that. It's basically like lining up for a raid and like your favorite MMO, but it's like dinner. <laughs> um, you know, you have someone tank the salad, someone uh, kite the kite the breadsticks around. But the piece the piece de resistance of this restaurant was there was a room that was very large, could seat several people with kind of like a multi-tiered table on like a lazy susan thing. So you could get all your lovely food and and just slowly spin the table around and like it's like everyone gets a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? So we booked it. Uh, we managed to book it like for our graduation for college. And the thing that is special about this table is that in the center of it is a massive bust of the current pope. <laughs> who? All right. And when you spin the lazy Susan, he looks at each and every one of you. Mm. <laughs> It's staring into your eyes. Is it always refreshed? I think I understand. I think it is. Like I think they get a new one when when a new one is around. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as that white smoke goes. (laughs) Start blowing a new bust. Yeah, it alerts all the bukas. (laughs) (laughs) 
it like a like a judgy expression or is is he happy that you're there? He's just very he's kind of blank. Mm. Is he giving a chef's kiss? <laughs> no, no arms. No arms or hands. That's a shame. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. <laughs> when we last eat there, my friends were too freaked out. They had to like hide his face with <laughs> with with like the little folded menus. Yeah, that's very understandable. <laughs> yeah. Just throw a napkin over him. Yeah. <laughs> throw a napkin over sleep, the Pope gear. We're trying now. to eat. Yeah. I uh, the only, the closest I can think of uh, it's I was working at the restaurant. I wasn't eating there. Um but I was, uh, when I was just out of college, I was working at a burrito place in Boston for about a year. And I just remember one night, it was about five till close, um, and it had been dead. So we were just kind of locked the door and started cleaning. <clears throat> Everybody wanted to get home. And at some point, we started hearing somebody just kind of like shaking the door, trying to get in. Uh-huh. And my manager was just like, okay, just go open the door. And I open it, and it's just this kind of, just this really drunk dude. And he was just like, He's like, why are you locked? And I was like, oh, we we're just about to close. And he's like, this is America. Don't, don't, don't lock. Don't get locked. I was like, okay, well, that's what? fine. Yeah, no I don't know. He was, America. He, he was very drunk. Um, so we were just like, okay, whatever. And my manager took him and gave him his order. And we all just kind of went about cleaning. And he went and sat in one of the one of the booths and was just kind of slowly but surely eating his thing. And at some point, we see him get up and he just kind of saunters out and catches a cab. And we look over at his table and he had just built a giant like pyramid of napkins <laughs> he just i guess had just grabbed a ton and was just tearing them up as he was eating um and underneath all of it was just like a completely destroyed burrito that wasn't <laughs> fully eaten um yeah uh so <laughs> it, you know we just had to clean it up and everything but it was just like okay well that, that stuck with me i guess instead of going home early you get to deal with this yeah pretty yeah. much <laughs> Was he told at some point that like like a five goes west like I was there's gonna no say the same locks thing. in America? <laughs> I was gonna make the same joke, Jason. Damn it! I'm sorry. <laughs> How can this be? <laughs> well, now it's happened We're twice. We're all on each other's wavelengths today. Hell yeah! Uh, I have a, a quick story for each of my questions because I like to cover those bases. Um, mm-hmm. The strangest restaurant I've ever been to was a uh, converted old-timey airplane hangar. Uh, Except it was still on an active airfield. Um. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know if you know this, but airplanes are loud. (laughs) I I mean, the rent must have been cheap. So so good luck talking or ordering anything there. (laughs) Sounds cool on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh Yeah, you get to watch the airplanes take off. Just don't talk to anybody. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a bonus, right? Uh, and the strangest restaurant experience I've ever had is uh, in college when I was watching one friend uh, stick a straw through another friend's earring hole and then drink a milkshake um, through it. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Is that the weird experience? Yes. Okay. Something about the way you said that made you, made me think that was just like the setup. The, to the the <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the cursed item to order. I always order them, though. Uh, well, how about we all hop into Volume 5 of famously ongoing manga One Piece? Oh, I'm ready to set sail. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> what does the bell toll for? I have the author's note to start with. Uh, unfortunately, it comes with a visual aid, so listeners, mm-hmm. I encourage you to check for it on the wiki. Um, <clears throat> it's but very it's, good. It starts yeah. with a picture of a dog <laughs> that has been doodled <laughs> upon. 
Uh, and there's a, a short message beforehand that says, In Volume 4, you wrote that you wanted to doodle on a dog. Please feel free to doodle on our dog. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, God bless. Uh, and it says, This is actually a photo of him. Uh, doodle to your heart's content. His name is Charmy, but we call him Tomei. And that is from Monkey Lover. Oh my god. Oh, I hope whoever sent that in is living their best life now. Uh, <laughs> I and genuinely believe that. Oda responds, Thank you very much. I've taken it upon myself to make Tomei very handsome. <laughs> Animals right. in nature evolve all sorts of protective coloring. For example, a dog that lives in a field of sunflowers might evolve these markings to conceal it from its enemies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we get we get it. lore from Oda no matter what the, the relevant thing is. I love it. You learn so much reading One Piece. I am entranced, ensorcelled, enthralled, and in love with just Oda's sense of whimsy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he concludes by saying, "The ways of nature are indeed mysterious." <laughs> Agreed. I love how he says it, and he's just like, "It's a mystery." <laughs> we'll never know. It's weird how this works, right? Uh, so, starting in this volume, we officially begin the trend in One Piece of telling a story while the story's going on. Yeah. <laughs> or telling an additional story on the title pages, because this is a clockwork world and everybody's doing stuff <laughs> when you're not looking at them. I think you kind of, like, tipped that this was going to be happening mm -hmm. last time. Yeah. And I, I was expecting, like, an actual chapter. <laughs> dedicated to this tale. Nuh uh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's just gonna happen a little bit at a time every title chapter. Yeah. It reminds me of like a, a Jan Brett book where like there's the main stuff happening and then other stuff is happening in the margins. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's also the reason that we're not doing a, uh, a, a Hail Satan equivalent in this podcast, because yes. he literally is already doing it. <laughs> we, we couldn't do it better than he's already doing it. That's true. Uh, so we'll go over uh, the six entries that we get this week of uh, Buggy's crew after the battle. Where are they now? Uh, so we see Moji and Kabaji are being run out of town by the villagers and Choo Choo. I didn't notice that Moji had little claws on his little shoes. <laughs> <laughs> like, his hair is not a choice, but his shoes are. They certainly are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut over to Buggy again, who is stranded on some island and is trying to wrangle up a bird for dinner that is as tall as he is. He's, in his well, he's shrunken not very form. tall right, right. now. Right. Yeah. But it's still a big bird. <laughs> but there's another bird watching from mm -hmm. behind the cliff. Mm -mm. And that bird has plans. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate Buggy's like pride in that even in this reduced form, he keeps his cape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a tripping hazard. He is stopped by an enormous mama bird who then plans to eat him. Buggy sets a pitfall trap a la Looney Tunes to try and <laughs> catch this giant bird, but the bird easily sees through it. <laughs> I just want to say that during these parts, Buggy's face sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's real bad. I hate looking at him. Like he's just got like his he's got his ma his hands up at his mouth and he's got a big wide grin <laughs> and it just sucks. It's a nasty face. He's a nasty man. Nasty boy. 
The giant bird tries to eat Buggy, but he tastes nasty, so he is spit off into the sunset. I mean, yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> um, quick shout out to the onomatopoeia they picked for this, which is boops. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the <laughs> that's Buggy getting spit out. <laughs> uh, and and our, our final entry in Buggy's crew after the battle this week is Buggy crash lands on a mysterious island, though it is familiar to us because it is covered in strange creatures and a shrub in a box. Return of Lion Pig! Yes. (laughs) Lion Pig. Uh, Does anybody have any extra thoughts for Buggy's crew after the battle? Do you think that the mama bird got that scar on its face from stabbing itself? Pressing (laughs) an additional bigger bird? That's... (laughs) That's part of the big bird mating dance. <laughs> what if the birds are also pirates? And it got mm. this scar on its own pirate bird pirate adventures. Trying to steal birds. That bird could treasure. be. That's our Hail Satan. Oh my god. <laughs> mm. <laughs> bird pirates. <laughs> That's the secret. We gotta do. Oda's doing a sail, hi, sail Hayton. Hail <laughs> for his own work, but we can do one for his Hail Satans. <laughs> Even more granular. So in the last volume, the battle with the Black Cat Pirates rages on as Luffy and company try to help Usopp defend his village against the plunder-hungry raiders. But despite the team's heroic efforts, the supply of deadly enemies seems inexhaustible. Though Luffy mows down some with the ship's feline stem post, and Usopp's pint-sized pirates and Nami join the fray, victory is still far from certain. But even as Zoro fights for his life against the strange cat-like Meowband brothers, Siam and Butchie, a still more terrible menace emerges. Captain Kuro has arrived on the battlefield, and Luffy's little coalition is about to discover the hard way why he was once the terror of the seas. Mm-hmm. So we pick up this time with Kaya and the uh, Usopp's pirates running through the woods, hotly pursued by Django, who is chopping down trees, throwing chakrams at them. It is... Interesting to see someone who was introduced to us as someone so goofy in one note be so sinister now. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Back at the main fight, Usopp falls on his face, ass in the air, completely worn out, uh, but is still trying to protect his crew of kids. A noble act in an ignoble pose. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the black cats begin to mock the ridiculous display, but Luffy throws a boulder at them and warns them if they laugh at Usopp again, he will kill them. Oh my yeah. gosh, Luffy's face, the progression of his face when he sees U- Usopp trying to protect the kids and he's like sucking in his lower lip like, Usopp. <laughs> and then when he gets serious, he's scary. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, Luffy is, is the real deal. It's nice to see him thoughtful every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or just thinking to see that gears are turning. Yeah. He's got some gears and he can rub them together in a way that resembles turning. <laughs> <laughs> well, the gears would be made of rubber, presumably, so they wouldn't yeah. really interact like normal gears. Ah, gum gum gears. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, immediately, oh, no. immediately before this, when Kuro is being awful, uh, mm-hmm. Zoro just mutters, what an irredeemable scoundrel. And Luffy just blurts out, who wants to redeem him? <laughs> Luffy is so not good. a fan of redemption arcs. If the Shonen hero has given up on you, you are lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, you are truly well, lost. Well, no, Kuro was not violently opposed to the idea of being a pirate. So Luffy yeah. just doesn't give a shit about him or trying to redeem <laughs> or befriend him. Luffy has a specific palette. 
That's true. Uh, Zoro finally manages to overpower Butchie and cut him down, while Luffy and Koro uh, begin to square off, uh, which gives Usopp and Zoro the time they need to slip away to help Kaya and the boys. It, it's pretty genius because, like, Zoro's got the speed, and uh, Usopp has Direction. any sense any <laughs> sense of navigation whatsoever. <laughs> A match made in heaven. It's all set up. Mm-hmm. Kuro asks why Luffy, as an outsider, is risking his neck for this place, and Luffy simply says that there's someone here he doesn't want Kuro to kill. Uh, They duke it out, and eventually Kuro gets a good hit in on Luffy by running along his outstretched arm and kicking him in the face. This fight is so awesome. (laughs) This rules. Again, we've mentioned it before, but the feeling of momentum in the drawings is is special. It's so good. And that makes it even better when you get, like, a sudden cutaway. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a cutaway as Kuro is running on the arm to, like, Kuro's peanut gallery. <laughs> and they're all just shocked and amazed. He's standing on his arm! He's standing on his arm! <laughs> and I don't know why, but I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> it just, it struck me sideways. He's just got a great crew of hype people (laughs) that he does not respect and we'll get into that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, indeed Kuro's crewmates begin to cheer on their captain but he chastises them telling them to never call him Kuro again because part of his plan is to leave that name dead and buried Mm. and we get a flashback oh snap Uh, we flash back to the night that he decided to end his pirating career Kuro wary of being constantly pursued by the marines single-handedly massacres a ship of them and has Django hypnotized the remaining soldier into believing he captured Kuro, who then leaves behind a body double to be executed in his place. And I hope everybody recognized the soldier that got hypnotized. Was it Uh, Morgan? It was Morgan. Oh, I missed that. This is why his jaw was metal. Oh. Oh. That makes sense. Wait, I'm dumb. Who? What? Who? Axan Morgan, uh, Helmeppo's dad. Helmeppo's dad. The guy with the very oh. bad elbow. Yeah. <laughs> I never pieced that together. Yeah, I had forgotten same. about his elbow till you reminded me. The guy who is incredibly <laughs> proud of his accomplishments. Yep. Oh my god. Oh. Who accomplished nothing. Holy oh, crap. <laughs> oh wow. He says, I won't beg for my life. If you're going to kill me, then kill me. Uh, and Kuro says to him, you speak well through a broken jaw. Through a broken jaw? Oh my god! Yeah, that's, wow. <laughs> so that's where it was that, right there. That's where the jaw came from. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> to recognize him because of the foot on his lower jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Are we supposed to recognize the guy that's left to be Kuro? No, I don't think so. That... I think it's just supposed okay. to look vaguely like him. Okay. I love this particular outfit for Django, where he just looks like he has like a tank top. He just looks like a swabby, but he still has the um, the sunglasses and everything. Yeah, those are his signature sunglasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not gonna. The give sunglasses, those, those are non-negotiable. Uh, this story really pisses Luffy off because he's trained his whole life to be a pirate. It says, if you don't want a reputation, you shouldn't be a pirate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sometimes Luffy has a point. He yanks a whole-ass boulder out of the ground, he blocks one of Kuro's claw hands, and then snaps the blades off of it, and then smacks Kuro over the head with the boulder. (laughs) Fuck yeah, gamers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is what a real pirate looks like. And if you want to compare plans, he says, mine's much bigger. <laughs> it's in my song. Don't give it up, Luffy. <laughs> Dreaming. That's what I've heard. Uh, Kuro reveals to his crew that he had always planned to kill them off as well, even three years ago when he was first beginning this plan. Because he can't leave a single person alive that knows his true identity. Even in the flashback, he has such low regard for his crewmates. He calls them slobbering fools with nothing but plunder on their minds. Mm -hmm. Which is clearly so different from him who just wants wealth and peace of mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. And I'm interested in how people are constructed as villains in this manga where everyone is a criminal. <laughs> where everyone... Well, I mean, you know, criminal doesn't have to be a villain. Um, sure. But, like, it, the p- pattern I'm noticing is that they are do not have, like, this sense of romance with the act of piracy. They're not mm. in love with piracy. They're only in it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes me very interested to see more of the setting for a few different reasons. Right. Uh, I wrote down a quote from Kuro as he is explaining all of this to Luffy and his crew. Uh, He says, Pirates are wild dogs, society's cast-offs. Without a leader, they're helpless. Their job was to shut up and follow my plan. Pirates should be faithful pawns of their captain. They should live and die by my command. They should have followed my plan no matter what sprang up to impede them. They should have died trying to fulfill my plan. That's the way of the pirate. Hmm. I love that during... Yeah, <laughs> very much. What a loser! Th- during um, Kuro's reading of this, there's this fantastic panel of all of the Black Cat pirates just sort of looking, starting to rise up amongst themselves, and just looking at uh, Kuro with just complete malice. It just like that. It's that slow burning, like workers rising up kind of <laughs> kind of look. You know what I mean? Also, I think he. I think he meant to say pirates are wild cats <laughs> in this context. Yeah, I meant to, I forgot to ask last time, but Jason, you thought that they were called the sea wolves because that's how he referred to them in volume yeah. three at the very end. And also, right. Usopp, very well known for crying wolf, would it have been too obvious if they had been wolf themed instead? <laughs> <laughs> or is that a missed opportunity? Well, it's I, gonna be in again, again, considering what our expectations have been calibrated too (laughs) at this point i also love uh the kids in the forest they pretend to be asleep um (laughs) because they pretend to have been hypnotized and then when Django goes after kaya they jump up and like throw pepper in his eyes and stuff and i'm just like (laughs) i think these kids understand hypnotism better than he does Uh, Luffy mocks Kuro, telling him that even if he had a hundred obedient men, he would never beat Usopp, because Kuro doesn't even look like a real pirate. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta look the part. Furious at this, Kuro prepares his ultimate attack, the the out-of-the-bag technique. Because he's a cat. (laughs) Uh, Where he begins to move at an imperceptible speed and begins slashing indiscriminately until he tires himself out. He's moving so fast, even he doesn't know what he's slashing. It's like a bad, a bad technique. It's like yeah. a bad strategy. Uh, Kuro starts to cut down his own men, which sends Luffy into his own rage because he is unable to bear a captain who does not care for his own men. 
there's this amazing panel during this out of the bag technique where it, i mean it's obviously like a like a scene out of a horror movie because like the crew is like crying out in fear like oh please just please stop you must uh, spare us all that stuff and there's and we get a small panel of um some slashes going up luffy's sides and he does not even notice them mm-hmm. like there's this, mm-hmm. this panel of he's just looking like <clears throat> like just dead on straight ahead like he's more deeply mortified by this by this lack of care for his crew i love it Luffy's got his ideals. Mm-hmm. The panel right next to that, where the crew is just shouting, "Try to stay small." That sucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, uh, Holy man. shit, <laughs> that's, man, that sucks. That's, yeah. that's grim. That Too is weird. grim stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luffy gets slashed, but uh, uses the opportunity to grab onto Kuro and slam him into the ground, stopping the onslaught. Good, correct. Uh, panel. Luffy tells Kuro that he'll never become a pirate like him, and he latches onto Kuro, holding him in place before he can start the out-of-the-bag technique again. That cat's going right back in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Get in the crate, we're going to the vet. Uh, meanwhile, in the woods, <clears throat> Django easily defeats the Usopp pirates, so Kaya threatens her own life to make him back off. Uh, she agrees to signing the will if he'll let the children live. She has to, or else he's going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Usopp and Zoro spot them from afar, so Django prepares to finish Kaya off before they can stop him. There's this amazing um, set of panels where uh, Kaya's like, okay, you agreed that, you know, you're going to leave the children alone if I sign this will, right? And Django's like, hey, don't worry. I Maybe I'm a murderer, but I'm a man of my word. And there's this, there's this panel of, like, Kaya like gripping the hem of her skirt um, as if like preparing to be uh, to be slaughtered and then there's this other panel of her like letting out a sigh of relief mm-hmm. in knowing that the children will allegedly be spared and that's again grim but very <laughs> cool yeah, yeah. Uh, the Usopp pirates buy them a little time with a sneak attack to Django's butt when, when they do this <laughs> an entire panel is given over to Django's face I know, and again, I know this is an audio medium, but I'm yeah. going to link it here because I it's a I don't know what's happening. He looks like a like an Egyptian tomb mask. His, so um, his lips are extended like halfway out of his face. I don't so, know what uh, expression he's what emotion he's supposed to be feeling. So, listeners at home, do you remember if you ever watched like season? two of Avatar The Last Airbender where Toph is the boulder or facing off against the boulder in the Earth Arena and he does and she does that thing that makes the boulder like do a big split and we get this shot of the boulder going ooh because he did a big split and they use that over and over and over in the commercials when season two was airing um that's the energy coming into this face mm-hmm. that's just what you need to know uh, Dave, can I tell you that when I was doing a quick reread of this volume before recording, uh, I saw that panel and thought, Dave is going to love this face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know me so well. I, I, I'm honored. Uh, Zoro rushes forward to attack the hypnotist, but really, he just slashes a tree branch out of the way, which gives Usopp line of sight to snipe Django from afar. Hell yeah. Oh, this was that. so cool. Cause yeah. it was Teamwork. Like, oh, Zoro's not going to make it in time. Teamwork, baby. I love that that thin little panel of Zoro 
from behind, like half looking over his shoulder with his eyes blacked out. Mm-hmm. For, Just uh, smiling. For yeah. Usopp taking, yeah, for Usopp taking the shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuro's men begin to cheer for Luffy as their savior, but he stretches his neck back to the beach to tell them all to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> this is so fucking good. <laughs> Who said you, Who could, said root you could root for me? <laughs> you guys suck too. <laughs> Uh, he then incorporates this into an attack, which he calls the Gum Gum Bell, which is a really devastating headbutt yeah. right to Kuro's noggin. <laughs> it truly... <laughs> and at the just... same moment, Usopp is nailing Django in the head with his secret technique, exploding stars. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is just... I think he just shoots him in the face with a, a sling bullet that blows up. Yeah, that's the... Yep, that's, the, that's, that's the technique. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I don't know if I would call that a technique, but, I mean, I guess it falls in the same category as the buggy balls. So, you know, fair enough. Yeah. And again, like, we wish not to, to understate how good this uh, this mangaka is at momentum, because yeah. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ! <laughs> the yeah, panel yeah. of impact yeah. is so good. so good, you feel that. Yeah. So good. Like, I am, I am actually, man. like, clenching my fists and getting pumped up like every time there's fighting in this comic. Really mm-hmm. I'm looking I'm looking at the panel of the the, the page of those two mm-hmm. impact shots and it makes my wrist hurt looking at all those lines. <laughs> the speed lines. It's like like, it's like some orc stain shit. People were wilding in the nineties. <laughs> this really is analog. Were. Luffy tosses Kuro down to the black cats and tells them to take their garbage and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Absolutely just, so just devastating. <laughs> take your garbage with you. Oh. Also, side note, we did get a close-up shot of, of uh, Kuro's glasses, and we can confirm these do in fact mm. have nose pads. I was mistaken mm-hmm. before. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they're, they're just, just not adjusted right. Bad. Yeah, they're yeah, they're maybe. yeah. You know, I, I used to have glasses that had nose pads on them, and they would get like bent out of place just from me being nine, and they would just be <laughs> falling a lot. Might just have a really narrow nose. Yeah. Mm. Nami catches Luffy as he begins to faint from blood loss, and asks why he got so mad. And Luffy simply replies, "I hate them. They're no good." She asks what he expected, since they are pirates, after all. And Luffy responds, a steak would be nice. (laughs) Give that boy his meat. Uh, Having won the day, Usopp asks everyone to keep the whole ordeal a secret, saying that there's no reason to worry the villagers with it. Yeah, his his reasoning is that this basically never happens, because the village is out of the way. If it wasn't for Kuro's whole plan, this would never have happened. Uh, So, you know... There's no reason to have people looking over their shoulders the rest of their lives for something that's horribly statistically unlikely. (laughs) He says, This attack was unusual. Pirates hardly ever bother to raid out-of-the-way villages like ours. That knowledge makes everyone here feel safe. Why ruin their peace of mind? Nothing happened. It was just another of Usopp's lies. Gosh, him saying peace of mind really brings home that Clahador was a piece of garbage. Uh-huh. If he wanted wealth and peace of mind, he could have just been a butler. <laughs> yeah. Right. He was already true. doing it. Yeah. He had peace of mind. He had a fancy jacket. He was able, had money to buy his stripy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he could afford some zebra print Crocs. Yeah. 
like he he had it. He was just like, no, it's like I want peace of mind by my terms, <laughs> and that involves the needless slaughter of people. I guess. Sure. Uh, the morning comes, and many of the villagers find that their routine is out of sorts because Usopp's morning shouting never took place. <laughs> He's like the village rooster. Yeah, everybody's running yeah. behind now. Well, I, was I love you it coming full circle. There. <laughs> this is beautiful, like, actually. Like, yeah. Without yeah. hyperbole, this ending is beautiful. Yeah, it sorry. really is. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Usopp thanks the Straw Hats for their help defending the village and tells them that he has made an important decision. Uh, he gathers up Usopp's pirates to thank them for their hard work as well, and to tell them that he's going off to sea alone to become a real pirate, because he has been inspired by the Straw Hat's bravery. The Usopp pirates do not take this well. No. <laughs> no. Uh, all of the boys begin to cry as they think back on all of the fun adventures they had together as the Usopp pirates. I like the, there's a progression that you can see of Usopp trying to hold it together <laughs> he's trying so hard and this and but this this flashback is so good too yeah because it it makes it so clear that this was never this was never an ego project for him he actually loved those kids and really cared about their, <laughs> their happiness and them having fun and right and I, I love in the first one how they're approaching him like a cryptid <laughs> yeah. the liar yeah. man <laughs> the liar man <laughs> And also how that just paints him as having been alone before them. Yeah. Which is important. His energy is very, like, cool older brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Usopp makes them all swear to keep the fire of their personal ambitions alive in his absence. They've got some good ambitions. Mm -hmm. They all respond with what they hope to be someday. One of them wants to run a tavern. One of them wants Mm -hmm. to be a master carpenter. And the last one wants to write novels. (laughs) I Go for it, you. Onion. Yeah, man, I believe in you. I read uh, a novel by Onion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's had some incredible experiences to inspire him, so. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, he officially disbands the Usopp pirates. Yeah, oh, friendship greatest... breakups hurt I'm... so bad. Yeah. The yeah. greatest yeah. panels ever. Yeah. All these expressions. Because we get. Leaking. Oh my god. <laughs> we get. We get the pirate kids and also Usopp just. Barely holding it together, like trembling, like they're <laughs> mugging for the camera, like the it, like the noses are running, like it's that it's that level of crying where you're just like, <laughs> um, it's so good and like, Oda's it, it, really and, good at like sweat and crying and conveying yeah. those intense emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just love how in like the wide shot they're all just so small in the frame. Um, <laughs> it's just. Like, yeah, you know, it, uh, progressively just got kind of smaller through this whole thing, and then it's just yeah, you can tell this is crushing them. I wanted them to just like have a big group hug, like right after this panel <laughs> yeah. concluded. Yeah, but we don't see it. Those those kinds of shots are like they're they're interesting because like they are very grotesque and yeah. and <laughs> like exaggerated and gross in a cartoony way, but that just kind of drives it home, in my opinion. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, no, this these moments suck. Like it sucks <laughs> having to feel things like this. And the the, the comic art style expresses that in a way yeah. that a, a real human's face sometimes can't. Those those moments feel how this looks. Right. I'm yeah. Here, here for it. Yeah. He, he draws a lot of anguished expressions really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
sometime later, Kaya finds the straw hats in the local food restaurant, enjoying mm-hmm. some fish bones. Mm-hmm. Delicious. One word for it. Mm-hmm. Nami uh, has to poop on their parade and explain <laughs> that people don't eat the fish bones. <laughs> and she, uh, Kaya, offers to give them a ship and thanks for saving the village. Ooh! They have a patron. Mm-hmm. We were looking for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and we see the Straw Hats ship. It is a caravel with a ram's head figurehead named the Merry Go. It's because Mary designed it. <laughs> Mary's, a, mm-hmm. Mary's a, an asset. Mary yeah, is so cool. He's a talented guy. He should have been the butler. In the Japanese, it's referred to as the Going Mary. Was that? And, yeah. Yeah. But I remember hearing the um the anime call it the Going Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, I, I will probably refer to it that way because I just prefer it. But yeah. um, that's just a heads up. You know, the the uh, flag that the ship is delivered with mm-hmm. that has I, this little oh, Mary sheet face that says that. "Go" underneath. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, I'm so happy. That's so good. <laughs> Mary begins to. Uh, try to explain the rigging to Luffy, but is fruitless. <laughs> Nami says yeah. stop. <laughs> Nami's just like, talk, talk to me. <laughs> I love that drawing of Luffy because it looks like he's trying to understand. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> doing he his best. He's, he's putting effort in. <laughs> this, is, this seems like something a pirate king would know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. A true pirate king has people to understand these things for him. That's what makes him a king. <laughs> a delegate, a leader. Uh, Usopp, who had packed his entire home into a backpack, uh, comes tumbling down the hill to the beach, uh, only stopping when Zoro and Luffy put their feet up so he won't damage their new ship. <laughs> he, he, he tried to squeeze everything in this giant backpack out of his house and destroyed the front doorway <laughs> doing so. And the motion... Despite there's no Mm -hmm. speed lines or anything, the motion in the panel where he flies out of the the door is so good. So good. Because it just shows him, like, airborne. Yeah, perfectly airborne. I felt that panel real hard. (laughs) There's, like, three panels of build-up before it with him trying to get to the door. The the page had to power up a little bit before before it could portray that. The true victim of this arc is the trees in that forest. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Just decimated. Uh, Usopp says his goodbyes to Kaya and says that he hopes to see the Straw Hats at sea again someday, uh, but Luffy and Zoro tell him to stop babbling and get aboard the ship because they're a team. Oh. I love this so much. Oh yeah. And so this a new like... captain joins the Straw Hat crew. <laughs> yeah, Kaya <Sure>. Usopp. <laughs> well, he, d- he does have previous job experience. More than Luffy can say. Right, exactly. The the two panels of his eye just, like, bugging out at this just notion of, like, easy acceptance into a peer group. <laughs> yeah. That he doesn't have to try to impress. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I really mm-hmm. like that Luffy panel, too. Just the slightly cocked head resting on his mm-hmm. arms. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's we're so we're, obvious we're to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they watch the pirates sail off, Mary tells Kaya a story that he had heard from the other villagers about Usopp as a boy. Uh, not long after his father had sailed away with Shanks, Usopp's mother was bedridden with illness. Oh no. 
When she was on the brink of death, Usopp came shouting that pirates were coming. He claimed that his father had come back and told him that when his mother was better, they'd all go out to sea together. She told him not to say foolish things and that his father wasn't coming back, though she didn't regret marrying him and hoped that Usopp would grow up to be strong and brave just like him someday. Ah, Usopp's tall tales are recontextualized. (laughs) Uh, Even his his connection to Kaya, uh, a a bedridden woman. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. Usopp could not that. accept his mother's illness and continued to tell tales to cope with his grief. I want to keep dreaming. I'm the son of a pirate. I wrote the uh, the ending of Mary's speech here. He says, "Pirates are coming." He continued to shout that warning, perhaps in despair, long after his mother died. He hoped that one day the ship carrying his father would appear off the coast and take him away. In that lie was his strongest desire. Living in this village, having lost both of his parents, I suppose he had to create his own hope. Kai is doing what I'm doing in, in just wiping <laughs> off a tear out of the corner of her eye. It's beautiful. I love Usopp so much. Never has assigning a homestuck mythological role been so easy. <laughs> Sometimes they just, they just hand it to me. <laughs> uh, hearing this story, Kaya makes her own promise of ambition to someday become a doctor. Hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the Straw Hat Pirates celebrate on their new ship together as the former Usopp Pirates carry on their captain's tradition, mm-hmm. running through town shouting, Pirates are coming. <laughs> oh, this whole yeah. ending warms my heart. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Uh, sometime later, Luffy tries his hand at a Jolly Roger. I love this flag. It's <laughs> yeah. really yeah. good. I want it. Uh, it's very good. He he is not the best draftsman around, though. <laughs> N- Nami wonders, is this avant-garde? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like mouse art in MS Paint. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I am in love with the three rows of teeth. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Oh, that's so funny. It's really, oh, this is so much better. It's really good. I never noticed that. <laughs> Got a real laugh. Uh, Usopp fixes it up after trying to revise the emblem in his own image. <laughs> I mean, it does look better. Uh, we'll, we'll say that. With a Jolly Roger and newly painted sails, their new pirate ship is finally complete. This is the yeah. ship I recognize from the phone game tie-ins. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he, they did with those Mary flags? Yeah, they should put yeah, them in probably. storage. Yeah. It still has the figurehead. Yeah. So they're they're still repping Mary. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, while the other straw hats are resting, having <laughs> completed this backbreaking work of painting the sails, Luffy tries out some cannon target practice, but he's not very good at that either. No, it's the cannon. It doesn't shoot right. <laughs> uh, Usopp, however, hits the target on his first try, and Luffy deems him the straw hat sharpshooter. Nice. Usopp thought he was going to get to be the captain after all. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, like I said, I gotta keep that dream alive. The crew begins to discuss how to utilize the ship's kitchen and decide that they need to find a cook for their voyage, though Luffy would really like a musician. Also important. Mm-hmm. Pirates have go? to sing. Yeah. yeah. And you gotta do something to stay sane on long we need, voyages. We need shanties. Mm-hmm. He's all about the romance of piracy. Playing the part. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the Going Mary is suddenly under attack from an unknown assailant who demands that the Straw Hats come forward swearing revenge for the partner that they tried to kill. Oh dear. Uh, there's a, that's a lot in a short time. <laughs> yeah, they're already building a rep. Like, that is promising. <laughs> 
It turns out to be a man named Johnny, who is a bounty hunter that Zoro used to know. He had been traveling with his partner Yosaku, who suddenly took ill, and when Johnny rested on a rock to try and figure out a plan, it suddenly blew up from a cannon. Well. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Uh, Johnny says Yosaku uh, was well until just a few days ago when his teeth started falling out and he started to bleed again from old scars. Uh-oh. Mm. Sounds familiar. Nami explains that he's caught scurvy from malnutrition, which is a common problem for sailors. Not enough citrus. She demands a Luffy and Usopp squeeze some limes in the galley mm-hmm. and bring her the juice, and we get this panel of just... <laughs> Of of Usopp just tipping him, tipping it back, and <laughs> and Luffy just pouring it in, like a, not not just a cup of lime juice. It's like a it's tankard. Like it's a jug. Um, yeah, a stein of lime juice. <laughs> it made me just crave like those margaritas as big as your head. Mm. Uh, in gratitude for saving Yosaku, the bounty hunters promise to take the straw hats to a place that they can find a cook which is an ocean-going restaurant. Hmm. Uh, Johnny also mentions to Zoro that a certain hawk-eyed man he's been hunting frequents the establishment, which oh. makes, makes Zoro nervous. Mm. The Straw Hats arrive at the Baratier, which is a fish-shaped restaurant that floats at sea. That's how you pronounce it. That's how I pronounce it. <laughs> it sounds better than Baratai. Yeah. This place is something else. That's a, Baratier is how you would say it if it's written in Japanese. Oh. Uh, as they I, I, approach... Yeah? I know, I'm just saying I love that um, Luffy says, oh, we need a ship's cook, and uh, one of them says, like, well, I know a really good cook, but I don't know if he'll join up with you, and Luffy says, like, instantly activated. Like, <laughs> yep, that's, that's specifically We're my going. criteria for people I want to Challenge recruit. accepted. <laughs> uh, as they approach, they encounter a marine ship which is carrying Lieutenant Iron Fist Fullbody. What who a is good a, name. A minister of the Navy. Yeah. Uh, he tells the pirates that it's his day off, so he doesn't plan to bring them in. Uh, though he does tell his men to open fire on their ship. Mm. <laughs> kind of a mixed message. Yeah, that's, that's well, a little bit. That's he, a foul. He's not going to bring them in. He's just, that would be paperwork. He's going to sink them. <laughs> he's just going to He's going to bring them down. <laughs> Way too much. Yeah. Uh, Luffy bounces the cannonball back with the gum gum balloon, but he unfortunately returns it to the restaurant instead, and he blows a hole in its top deck. (laughs) The panel of Luffy (laughs) just going, just the... ah, (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) I fucked up! (laughs) Very good. Uh, meanwhile, in all of this confusion, uh, Johnny and Yosaku dropped their bounty posters they had been carrying. Uh, and Nami uh, picks one up and seems particularly startled by one that is uh, in shadow. We can't see who it is, but it appears to have a long nose. <gasps> Usopp! <laughs> uh, sometime later, we see Lieutenant Fullbody is enjoying a meal with a date that he brought, and he tries to impress her with his knowledge of wine. Delightful. <laughs> a delicate bouquet from the north. From Mikuyo, lightly acidic, full-bodied, dry. I'm absolutely certain it's Iterut Subulgastein. <laughs> Iterut Subulgastein. I have seen the the fucking subreddits that guys like this hang out on. <laughs> <laughs> and the boy does not blink. <laughs> 
Uh, unfortunately, the assistant chef, a man named Sanji, tells him he's dead wrong. Who does an incredible job balancing a plate on his head. <laughs> Very impressive. I'm in love with this school of character design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Break out yeah. the ink. It is just one shape, motherfuckers. That's all you get. Shoes, suit, pants, black, black, black. <laughs> Cut and print. Uh, he humiliates the lieutenant in front of the whole restaurant, despite the lieutenant apparently having tried to set up this wine trick with the owner beforehand. <laughs> Which is a funny detail to me. Yeah. That's real pathetic. That's I think so, this is that's so desperate. This is how this would be like the pre-credit sequence of an episode of Law and Order. This, this guy looks... terrible dating attempt. He has the face of like a Phoenix Wright witness about to crack. You know. Yes. Uh, Luffy is dragged in front of said owner, which is a peg-legged man named Chef Zeph, who tells Luffy that if he cannot pay for the damage to the restaurant, he's going to need to work it off for a whole year. I love Luffy thinking that he <laughs> lost like his <laughs> uh, Full Body tries to get back at Sanji by sneaking a fly into his own soup from his private supply. Supply <laughs> yeah, supply. It gets dumber and dumber with this man. <laughs> uh, in order to discredit the restaurant. But when Sanji doesn't take him seriously again, Full Body smashes the bowl on the ground. Oh, they do the whole, wait up, what is this fly doing in my soup routine? It's so good. A, a classic. I, mean, I assume Sanji's been waiting his whole life to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure every waiter does. Uh, Sanji doesn't take too kindly to the wasting of food, and he leaves full body in a bloody heap. Oh, this, we are I wanna... two for two for, like, characters not being what I expected them to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Let's... love this serious, violent chef. <laughs> I want to. I want to break down this scene. Yeah. Because many, many years ago, I, I made an attempt to watch the anime, and I didn't get much further than this. Yeah, but we're coming up on the end what... of your experience. Yep. <laughs> um, but one of the, the things that stuck out in my memory is Sanji saying very coolly but sternly, "If you just removed the bug, you could have eaten that soup." And I love that line. That tells me everything I need to know about this not-fucking-around chef. Yeah. Uh, Luffy doesn't want to wait an entire, uh, another entire year to start his pirate career, so he refuses to work for longer than a week. But as a result, he gets the chef's special peg-leg kick. <laughs> he is annihilated. Uh, mm -hmm. Zeph demands Luffy cut off one of his legs, which Luffy also refuses. He just says, I don't wanna. <laughs> I'm not buggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Chef Zeph then jumps on top of Luffy, and the two of them go crashing through the floor to the deck below. Then we get to my favorite character. Uh, Sinbad? <laughs> in the history of, of all fiction. Is he based on Sinbad? That's he looks like he is. Yeah, he really does. He's the greatest man alive. Uh, we, we meet Patty Cook. <laughs> I love Patty Cook. He's a combination of, like, Sinbad... And also, like, Popeye and Bluto's <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah! No, no, no. He's, he's anime pirate Spongebob. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's a fry cook. He's obsessed with customer service. He makes weird faces constantly. I, I can't uh, see anything else now. He, he practices his greetings poorly in the bathroom so Me that he, he doesn't get it wrong. 
it, it, look, it looks like each of these faces is in a different art style. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's switching between different Disney villains. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like the genie was, yeah. from Aladdin. <laughs> going between things, yeah. That is incredible. Because each line is written in a different font as well. Right. Oh, you're right. Like, uh, not that the other ones have to specifically be like a pun or anything, but I like, I'm just trying to think of how enjoy your poop would really fit. <laughs> With anything you'd say to a customer. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you run into somebody when you're when they're on the way to the restroom. That's safe. <laughs> you yeah, know, you this. make awkward eye contact. I assumed that he had meant soup. Oh, that would make sense. Oh. Well, I mean, this also sounds like something that would be happening to SpongeBob over the course of an episode. <laughs> Someone told him, you know, that this is what, actually this was a different word for different meaning of poop mm-hmm. uh, and he just rolled with it and made a horrible embarrassment of everything uh, patty and sanji begin to butt heads over the treatment of full body when luffy and zeph crash through the ceiling contributing to the madhouse nature of this restaurant oh dear what a day this restaurant is wild <laughs> yeah. and it's not even at peak wildness yet <laughs> yeah this is Apparently. this is dick's last resort at sea <laughs> Uh, one of Full Body's men comes barreling in, apologizing because the man they had captured in their brig had apparently escaped and uh, was a subordinate of the pirate Krieg. Not Krieg! They're the toughest pirates in the Eastern Seas. And then, yeah, then this happens. Uh, Full Body finds that hard to believe because the man had been half dead from starvation when they captured him three days ago. But the pirate shoots the marine in the back and then just saunters in, demanding to be fed by the chefs. This is a that's an amazing panel of like of, of the shot in the back. Yeah, and their response, the, the staff's response to this is just customer party of one. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the first time this has happened. <laughs> it's probably not mm-hmm. the first time this has happened this week. <laughs> Patty beats the shit out of this man because he refuses to pay, uh, and he tosses him out while Full Body makes his escape in the commotion. Uh, the pirate is left in a heap on the outside deck of the restaurant, and Sanji brings him a plate of food, uh, which the pirate graciously accepts, tears streaming down his face. And upon seeing this, Luffy decides he's going to recruit this man to be his cook. Because he's got a heart of gold. He feeds the hungry. And, good. Uh, and that is where volume five ends. Any other thoughts for any of the chapters this week? We had barely enough time to recover from... <laughs> From the, what is it, like the Syrup Village, the mm-hmm. Cra- Captain Kuro arc. And now we're barreling right into this, like, floating seafood restaurant, and I'm excited. Excited to see how we recruit this chef. Uh, I have a question for everybody. Sure. Sanji is allegedly, his design is allegedly based off of a celebrity. Can you guess who? I think I already know this. Sorry. <laughs> I know who it is. I'm not saying it. I know. But I do know who it is. Yeah. I can't. I can't guess. And I thought it was someone else for a very long time, and I was very wrong when I found out. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely not what you'd think. It's not. Anybody <laughs> want to venture a guess? Uh, I don't know. I don't know celebrities that well. Can you give Leonardo us like a genre DiCaprio? of celebrity? <clears throat> uh, so for a long time, I thought it was that as well, Jason. I did too. Well, I thought it was the really. Gabriel. You guys thought it was Leo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, uh, it is actually Steve Buscemi in Reservoir Dogs. What? Oh my god. Oh my god. So wild. Wild. 
Holy shit. <laughs> when I found that out, I didn't know what to oh, do with myself. Yeah, I felt yeah. very, very, oh, no, he has, I felt very tainted. Too much of a looking him up face. right now. Wow. Yeah, I originally thought Leo just because of that bob, you know, he's yeah. got the, ni- the yeah, 90s Leo special. I mean, it's it's definitely an inspiration and not a character. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, I can see it. This isn't related to anything in the actual chapters this week, but mm-hmm. I know in some of the um, Ask the Author stuff at the end, um, he was mentioning a, a One Piece short that they had during like, the Shonen Jump Festival. I was yeah, I have a note too. about that too. Does that exist still? Do you know? Uh, I'm sure it exists somewhere. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I was about to ask if you'd seen it, yeah. Uh, Gonzak, the pirate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, was... I have to say, Tyler, I'm a little disappointed. Uh-huh. Like, you say you like One Piece <laughs> way more than you like Dragon Ball, <laughs> if that's possible. But you've seen too. every Dragon Ball thing to the point that you own all of GT. <laughs> And yet you have not oh managed God. to track down this piece of One Piece content. You're a, you're uh, I, I stick to the manga. I have read all of the one-shots. I see. That okay. predate One Piece. All right. You just have to define your terms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you don't, people die. I've read all three versions of Romance Dawn. I was going to say, <laughs> recently they had a... The also, it is on YouTube. Really? Dawn, but, uh... hmm. Oh, oh hey. Okay. Well, That's a cute look. Yeah. I have a quick note before we finish up. Just, I'm really kind of enjoying the bits of Oda's personality that we're getting in these. Um, yes. And I'm, I yeah. sense a kindred spirit. Because <laughs> uh, he writes about um, like an anime short getting produced, and he gets so excited and talks about all the different professions involved in anime, and it brings tears to his eyes. And he writes, the reason it brings tears to my eyes is that everyone involved has such passion for providing enjoyment for people. Seeing this was a good influence on me. It lit the fires of my writer's soul. Ow! Hot! <laughs> <laughs> this like, man is. This man has whimsy. He's a joy. Thinking He's about, fueled by whimsy. Thinking about all the work that people do to make something makes me get teary-eyed too. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts for the volume this week? Surprise? It was really cool. It was. I'm surprised by the fact I. I'm enjoying every one of these a lot, but I keep ending up not having all that many notes. It's mm. usually just like reminders of specific panels mm-hmm. uh, that I want to point they out. They were the Morgan thing really took me aback because I never noticed that. Um, <laughs> Hot damn, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, my god. Yeah, that really blew my mind. Uh, there was one other thing they mentioned that I can't talk about yet. No, I shot they brought, brought it up so early. Um, but I can't talk about it yet, but I was really shocked. Kelly knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but with that. Would that be an X mark of some kind? No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I should say it. You know. I'm not sure if I remember. Oh, let me DM you personally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for to everyone. See if it's safe. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want is for someone to be spoiled by one piece by my own hand. There's <laughs> <laughs> a fate worse than death. I don't want the blood in my hand. So I need it. I, I fucking need it. Well, I don't. So I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> I respect David. I uh, while you're doing that, um, I looked up the the Shonen Jump movie, mm-hmm. um, and um, because it's required of me, <laughs> uh, I clicked on one of the first uh, key animation credits just to see mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. else he's done, uh, and he keyed Sailor Mercury's transformation. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> uh, no, I think you could mention that, Laura. 
You do it. Uh, I was I was gonna include it anyway. Okay. In in my X marks. <clears throat> All right, we'll we'll move on to the X marks then. Yeah. yeah. The Xbox. Lead us yeah, to sorry. treasure. Uh, so we we got one of them this week, which was Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got to add mm. some more to the map now, plotting this course. I hope you're making a physical map. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that. <laughs> With strings. Uh, so there was mention made of a hawk-eyed man. Nami was really interested in that bounty poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one of Usopp's lies, this one from his flashback when he was talking to his mom, uh, he mentions a wonder medicine that cures all illness. Oh. Uh, we have Chef Zeph's missing leg, uh, and the one that Laura was going to mention is uh, Usopp claiming that uh, he will take the role of captain should Luffy ever show cowardice. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, goodness. Crunchy. <laughs> I probably would have used pretty much the same word. Uh, Jason, do you have a segment for us? Oh, most certainly. I've got a star chart for you this week. Yes. We need to map out the stars. We need to read some horoscopes. And uh, I wanted to do this one not necessarily as a send-off, because I don't... At this point, I truly believe that no One Piece character is ever sent off for good for realsies this time. No one's ever (laughs) really gone. Luke Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to, to get a little send off to Miss Kaya because I feel like we're probably not going to see her for a bit um, mm. she has a canonical birthday of August 24th that would make her a Virgo Aww. and uh, on some horoscope sites they have different sections like love finance stuff like this uh, this specifically is a health horoscope oh alright mm. okay so uh Miss Kai, here's what the stars have to say about you this week. You have experienced a lot of emotional impact over the past couple of months. Lord and it in would heaven. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to and my was... nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and it would behoove you to process it in a series of stretches and yoga exercises <laughs> in, in preparation for any upcoming new experiences. Maybe a jog through the woods. Your, <laughs> your breath is, is most important now. Slow and deep breathing exercises can make a world of difference. Taking your breath seriously can mean all the difference between experiencing a coming together and falling apart in the months ahead. Med school is stressful. Take deep breaths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pirate med school is probably way more stressful. Oh my god. <laughs> Rob Lime's in it. <laughs> what kind of weird fruit did this one eat? <laughs> oh, no. oh god. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know how to treat that. <laughs> oh, this one. Like there's there's so many levels. It's like, you know, galaxy brain, uh, normal brain, med school is stressful. Uh, galaxy brain, pirate med school is stressful. <laughs> Universe brain, fucking one piece world med school. This man has been cut in half. Is that good or bad? <laughs> I do not Get a know. big bandage and have him sleep for what, a day. What did, what did your captain want to happen to him? <laughs> Oh no, this one ate the Ricket Ricket fruit. So it just has the <laughs> oh, oh boy. We're gonna we're gonna keep mining just really uncomfortable jokes out of this. Aren't we? Mm. Uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who is tuning into this show as we journey through the famously ongoing manga One Piece. 
Laura, whereabouts on the internet can you be found? Should you hope to be? The green motherfucker. It's way too um, spicy there. <laughs> you just made me think of like you know, like a like a clickhole article or whatever. It's like ten characters who could survive on the Grand Line, <laughs> and it's just all characters from completely different genres. So the comparison is Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, I know that that wouldn't be even close to the stupidest article of that kind <laughs> that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, you could. It's great. I'd click on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Don't oh, it. Oh, it it yeah, don't give it away for yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that shit. Uh, so now I'm on Twitter, uh Laura, and my account isn't locked anymore, so that's always nice. Um, and I'm also Laura on Newgrounds and Instagram. Still where I'm most prevalent. Jason? Hey, you can find me at jcavs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S, and that'll take you to Twitter, Instagram, and where I'm most most prevalent is uh, twitch.tv. You can usually find me streaming on Wednesday evenings, but, you know, whenever I've got a free time, you, know, you can find me online. Justin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, wjustinking. I decided to change it because I hated my old one. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Melissa? I'm uh, Christaya, K-R-I-S-T-A-I-A on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, trying to get that get that Twitch <laughs> game going. Uh, <laughs> usually usually in the in the evenings during the week. Um, and also watch Bird Girl on Adult Swim. It's Yeah. Yes. Watch Bird Girl. I like it and me and Justin worked on it and uh, would love for you to love it as well. Yes, please do. It's really good. It was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Dave. Well, you know, I am Scythe, P-S-Y-T-H-E, on Archive of Our Own. I write fanfiction, rarely. And Theo. I don't do much on the internet, but sometimes I hop <laughs> on Jason's streams. Uh, you're also on Destructo Discourse. Oh, yeah, I do yeah, that. Right. <laughs> Destructo Discourse is my other show where we covered uh, all of the episodes of the hit anime Dragon Ball Z, filler included, and are rapidly concluding, or probably I don't know, we might be done at this point who knows time? Uh, GT (laughs) GT, we watched that too Time is weird and we're in hell (laughs) (laughs) And I also co-host What the Folklore, which is a folk and fairy tale podcast with two of my friends where we read a folk or fairy tale from somewhere around the world and riff on it as we go very good. I've been listening to your Final Fantasy episodes. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I did that also <laughs> for a time. It counts. I, I stole the reins for a bit. This show I do it because I enjoyed this story. That I did because I had to get those out of my goddamn head. I had to <laughs> make them somebody else's problem. <laughs> you don't have to make excuses. It's okay. Uh, you can follow this show at Mealpiece on Twitter. Uh, or you can send us additional electronic missives to piecemealpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and send if you it would with be the so. News coos. <laughs> send it with the news coos. <laughs> uh, and if you would also be so kind, please leave a rating and a review for this show on whatever podcast service you're using to listen to it. 
and to give it a five star rating so that other people can find it. Or just, you know, word of mouth, spread it around, tell people you like it. This has been Piecemeal. Keep dreaming. <laughs>